All right. Like, it, it just it just comes with it. You, oh, you know, I didn't know what was live. <laughs> you didn't you didn't woo me. <laughs> I was trying to clear out what I had up. All right, so we are back live. Um, we'll talk about that later offline. But okay, that's what I was prepared for. That's why I didn't think we was live. Okay. <laughs> so last, um, I think they missed a good part of the show. Um, when we were talking about um, accountability and when we were talking about um, what authentic means to us. So let's just rewind the show. Um, And let's just go back to your... And go back to your... I don't think that was a rewind voice, but whatever. (laughs) What does it mean this week? Okay. When y'all watch this show, make sure you go to Eventbrite and buy your tickets for It's Still a Man's World, okay? Let me tell you something. I am sitting in these rehearsals because I'm acting in it. But when I tell you, I if I have never, ever, in the 10 years that I have been doing productions, felt like I did not want to be backstage. I have always said, you know, I'll just never see my shows. This show... Is one show where I want to quit acting in it and sit in the audience and just watch it, watch it all unfold. Because the actors, the show, the story, everything, when I tell you, I will pay to sit in rehearsals. It's so good. The cast is doing a phenomenal job. I'm telling you, these actors, these actors and actresses are doing an amazing job. And this is Baltimore's mm-hmm. own. Listen, don't wait until we on Netflix. Don't wait until we on Amazon Prime. Don't wait until we on Hulu. Don't mm-hmm. wait until we on HBO Max to celebrate us and say, I remember when and you didn't buy your ticket and come to the show. We are Baltimore's. Every person in that cast is from Baltimore. Most of us, you have seen our faces doing different things, and we have been doing this for 10 years. And I'm telling you, I know that some major things is get ready to happen for my cast. Some of us are already, you know, acting and, you know, get ready to make some TV debuts. So let me tell you something. Please come out and buy your tickets for It's Still a Man's World. It is Every man can probably relate to some part of this of this show, and even women. It's it's so much in it's so it's so good. Like, listen, it's hilarious. Yes. It's funny. It's good. And but, go ahead. I actually, I'm not in the play. I don't even. My part of the play is before the play, while the play is getting written, we figuring everything out, and once we get closer to like staging and stuff. So I really don't have to be at rehearsals from like month one to month three or four of rehearsals. I go to rehearsals and enjoy the script as if I did not know the script before they got it in their hands. So when I go to rehearsal next week, cause I haven't been to rehearsal next week, I'm excited because I get to see it and I get to see it every week as if I don't know what's going to happen in the day of, I'm going to enjoy it just as much. So y'all <laughs> and we still to... don't know what's going to happen because we know. Because the show... goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we know that my show is good for pulling a stunt. So they only make... knew. <laughs> right, so make sure you get your ticket. Also, make sure that y'all share this podcast. 
we in the beginning of our phases, so we still working out our kinks, making it be what it needs to be on a professional level. But make sure that you share this with your homegirls, with your sisters, with your aunts, with your friends. You know, we are open to the guys chatting with us, talking to us. We love when we have them on the show. We love when they talk to us. But make sure that you talk to us in the comments. We will see your comments live. So make sure that you're talking to us. But also make sure that you're sharing the show, the podcast, with your friends. Because guess what? We're going to be doing some live events. We're going to be doing some trips. And guess what? We want y'all to be a part of all of that that we have going on. So back to the show. Thank you for the commercial break. Wait a minute before because you didn't do the website. It's the website to get your tickets. And I'm putting it in the comments. Okay. It's stillamansworld.eventbrite.com. Again, it's still a man's world dot eventbrite.com and look at that women celebrating women but also saying it's a man's world come on if that's not what god wanted i, I just don't know what <laughs> wanted. he wanted us to get along you know the, the, I, I, I will say this again the future is not female the future is family that's what god wants he wants family <laughs> However, your family may look, it may look different. Everybody's right. family is different, so I, I ain't even trying to, you know. <laughs> like it's only female if your whole family female. You, your right. wife, your kids, all y'all just okay. women. That's the it's, that's it's a family. different story. Family, okay, <laughs> however you identify, right? Um, but um, authentically, how what does authentically how mean to you? If you're watching this, tell me what it means to be the authentic version of yourself. So in a nutshell, authentically her for me this week is basically being a good friend. And a being a good friend is not being a yes man. It's being able to authentically be there for your friend and be able to tell them the truth. Sometimes as friends, we need to hear what we're doing is not the best, whether it's a relationship we're in, uh, um, something we're doing in our personal lives, or anything, even, you know, weight, um, just hairstyles, all kinds of stuff. Like, if you don't like something, or not not saying like, not like, if you knowing your friend know that whatever it is is not the best for them, you have to authentically be a good friend and say, friend, this ain't good for you. And friend has to be like, thank you, friend. I, I see what you're saying and not think that that person is being malicious because a lot of the times in friendships, we only want yes men. We want somebody to tell, to make us feel good about the dumb decisions we're making. And as a friend, that's not what I want. I don't want somebody to allow me to make the worst decisions of my life. You're mm -hmm. not a friend because you're okay with me hitting ground zero. And that's what I don't want. So authentically, be yourself in your friendship, allow your friends to be them and allow them to be your friend by telling you the truth. Mm, yeah. I think um, my authentic self or authentically her, and that was a good point that someone just um, just shared with us, showing up as a self with the ego, um, without ego, insecurities, and negative criticisms. You know what? Sometimes... What I've learned is that sometimes we think we heal, but we're not healed. Mm. Like sometimes, and I'll say this before I go into my point. Um, 
one of the things that I used to struggle with was trust issues, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, trust issues, even not just from relationships, but from people disappointing you as a, as a child, yeah. you know, hey, I'm coming to pick you up, but then they never show up. Hey, I'm going to do this for you. And then they never, and then they never do it, you know, or seeing infidelity, you know, and, yeah. and people who say that they love each other, people who say that, you know, they have a strong marriage, but knowing, you know, like infidelity has happened, knowing that divorces happen, knowing that, you know, children have been separated, you know, from their parents, you know, in adoption and different things like that. So I had a lot of trust issues, you know, growing up and then to get into situations and some relationships where the trust was broken. And I took time, you know, in my single time to like try to call myself healing and, you know, working on myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, it felt good when I was single. It felt good to feel like, okay, girl, you got this. Like you, you healed, you over it, mm-hmm. you know, you're no longer hurting. But then when you're actually in a relationship and oh, when so you get when back in that relationship and you realize yeah, you ain't healed. <laughs> yeah, when you, when you're really faced honestly with some of your traumas, is that's what tells you when you are really healed or not. And that goes to mm-hmm. what my authentically her definition for this week would be is accountability. Because sometimes we are so married to the idea of proving that we are healed, proving that something still doesn't have control over ourselves, that we will damage, you know, relationships because we don't want to say, you know what, I'm I'm really not healed and I don't know how to show up. Yeah. I, I'm triggered. And and this it, it's not your fault. Like, hey friend, hey, hey honey, hey babe. This this ain't even got nothing to do with you. This is showing mm-hmm. me that I have still some self-work in here because what happens is when you're really not healed from something and you have trauma for something, what you do is you end up lashing out on the person that you're currently, you know, interacting with. And in that and in that moment of um sorry. Healing's concerning. Yeah, absolutely. Healing is a is a real process, and you have to be okay to say, "I'm not all the way healed here." Right. And that's what I think. That's what I think about friendships and relationships. It's being able to be vulnerable to say, "You know what? <clears throat> something you did triggered something that ain't fully healed with me." Right. And so. I don't want to lash out on you, but what I need from you in this moment is to understand that 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 may not have been your intention, but this is how I feel. And sometimes we have learned to love out of survival that when we're in a relationship or friendship that's not causing us to survive, we don't know how to manage peace. (laughs) we don't know how to manage that. Hey, this person isn't trying to leave me. This person isn't trying to attack me that this friend is not trying to, you know, talk about me behind my back. Like the last friend, this person is not coming to betray me. This person is not doing now the situation 
you know, sometimes may seem similar, but the reality mm -hmm. of it is the heart of this person is completely different. And if you continue to think and act and you just you just reacting out of survival, you don't realize you're exploding on the wrong person. You're exploding. You know how um I'll just do this because it's my favorite TV show. But <laughs> on a different world. <laughs> I just wanted to say it because I knew what you was going to say. <laughs> on, on, on my favorite TV show, A Different World. What I was like, was it was either going to be Amen or A Different World. You only got two <laughs> options. <laughs> on my favorite show, A Different World, um, at the end, Whitley, when she was getting married to Byron, she kept seeing Dwayne. But it was really bowing. Sometimes when we are going through certain things, we're seeing the other person versus the person that's standing in front of us. Yeah. And, and that's what we're responding to. We're responding to root, deep rooted trauma and pain and boxing this person in to every, you know, situation that has ever hurt us. Like, you doing what my mama did. You doing what my daddy did. You doing what you know what my ex did or what my brother did. And it's like, no, <laughs> like you know. So I just think that you know, to me, being accountable also means, like I was saying before we got cut off, it's not even saying that hey, I'm wrong, but it's saying you know what, there's a opportunity for me to learn something different in this experience. Like, let me try and do something different. Like, for me, anybody who knows me, I'm a straight shooter. Like, I talk direct. I don't even know how to not be, you know, so direct. But I'm learning in this season of my life that that method is not always successful where right. a person is understanding my heart because of my delivery. And so it's challenging me to say, you know what, Kristen, don't keep doing it the same way if it's really not working and making them, you know, understand mm -hmm. how you, you know, try speaking their language. Yeah. You know, so. Somet and sometimes, though, it's hard when you don't know a person's. You first of all, you should know if you're in a relationship with somebody or friendship with somebody, you should know their heart for the most part. If you should know that some, if you tell me something, I should know you're not doing it to be malicious. If I feel like something you are doing is because you want to make me feel bad, then I've had these issues with you for a very long time. And I was staying in something that I probably know I shouldn't have, either as a friendship or not. I had to learn that the hard way. Where even with friends, you stay in something and then when you get you get hurt, you're a little confused. But it's like you stayed in that knowing they were doing this the whole time. Right. You felt you thought they were good, but they weren't. So if you tell me something, hey Tam. I feel like, you know, this is not the best thing for you to be doing. I can't, and I know you well enough to know your heart. I can't be like, oh, she just, she jealous. No, we've been friends for 20 years. Right. This, why would you be jealous now? Right. <laughs> like, why now? 
So, you know, versus someone who I've seen little things happening and I know they're not the best for me. Mm. Those are the people you might look at and be like, mm. oh, you, you got, you, it's malicious, but you can't be in these. And that's why sometimes I don't understand when people are in long-term friendships and they like, I, I use Malaysia and Brandy. I would say, what's her name? You know, I'm like a Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> how you just allow a friendship to go off of how you felt in a moment. Mm. When you know the, you know someone's heart. You've been friends with somebody for 15 years. You know if they don't do something, it's not, it's most likely not because they didn't want to or they wanted to be mean. It was literally because they couldn't or they didn't know how to. Or they tried and you didn't take it right. Yeah. But you just like, mm, she, she got issues, so I'm leaving her alone. You weren't no real friend all this time. If you let something so small get in between all of these things we've been through all of these years, it was a surface friendship. Well, I think I think the reality of it is back to what I say about accountability. Most people are okay with justifying what they know is wrong than to actually apologize and own up to their part. Right. So everybody mm -hmm. wants everybody to be accountable. But when it's their time to hold their mic of accountability, it's, oh, no, they were jealous. Oh, oh no. No, like everybody right. has to own up to their part. And I don't care in what situation anybody is ever in. Everybody has a part to play in destruction. You know, things don't destruct by themselves. One person doesn't cause all destruction. A lot of mm -hmm. times what people also have to realize is some things are cause and effect. Yeah. You know, like I have had friendships with people where I've allowed stuff to slide, right? I allow mm -hmm. slide, slide, slippity slide. <laughs> and then when I get tired, right, and then I explode, you're mad at the explosion, but we're not but you don't want to talk about all of the slippery slides. I didn't already mm -hmm. let, you know, I already let go. Now my explosion could be my part of where I could have handled things better. I could have taken a different approach, you know, but... Or not let those slippery slides keep happening. Exactly. And Just which is why I don't, like... And that's why, for me, I'm not a person that sometimes allow a lot of slippery slides to happen because what happens is you explode when you get tired. And unfortunately, you have to realize in life, you teach people how to treat you. And whereas though, you think that allowing people to get away with something because you love them. What that is, is, is allowing them to break a bear, a boundary with you because mm -hmm. people never appreciate your grace. Oh they, no, of course not. They never take a time. And the, the other part about it is some people don't, I don't even think some people are cognitive to even realize the amount of stuff you have allowed them <laughs> to get to away get, with. Yes. Right? Like, mm -hmm. the, the amount of stuff you have allowed them to get away with, and you, like, you've given them so much. And that's why I've been, the la I think the, probably, like, the last five years, I'm like, you know what? I'm a woman of God. I ain't God. My grace runs out. The Bible says his grace <laughs> doesn't run out. But my grace runs out. <laughs> Mine on the other end. <laughs> Mine on the other end runs out. You know, like, after a while, somebody, they don't need my heart. They don't need my friendship. They need the altar. 
They, they don't they don't need me like they after need a while, Jesus. They need Jesus. And listen, and I think the problem comes in sometimes we feel like we have that say we become we have that savior mentality that we yeah. feel like we have to save everybody. Listen, I ain't dying for none of y'all niggas. <laughs> oh, I got hiccups. <laughs> I ain't dying for nobody. And I love people. And I do believe in giving people grace. And I will say this. I'm one of those people where, though, if I back away from you or if I cut you off, you really did something. You, like, you, you really, you really gotten under my skin. Because God has given me a lot of grace and patience with people. And I think that's also because I am an extrovert. So I do love people. I do love the study of people. Like, just, you know, studying people's behavior and understanding. Mm-hmm. My, I think my problem is that sometimes because people are close to me um, and they they open up to me, I feel like I understand why they do what they do. Yes. So I give them a pass. I'm like, oh, yeah. show me that because, you know, I'm over you. Especially when you are a person who pays attention to backgrounds and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff and how all that plays a part in and trauma, how that plays a part into how a person shows up. You mm-hmm. take all of those into consideration and you, you know, you play savior because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, I know their parents weren't the best. So they're this, or I know, you know, they haven't had the best relationships or they've always been this person. It's like, maybe they're just a butthole. You ever think about that? <laughs> because what I'm realizing is people will use trauma as oh, hold on. People will use <laughs> their sob stories. That ain't nobody people. ever been there for me. I don't need nobody. Who? Oh, that's the one right there. Everybody walked out on me. That's fine. Don't nobody do nothing for me. Ain't, ain't nobody ever did nothing for me. I've been on my own. Okay. All right. Is that the way for you to for me to try to help you more? Because you're saying that, like that's a guilt trip. But a lot of times, that's that's a person who is not appreciative of the people who have been there. Back to back to our favorite friend this week, account misaccountability, um, because mm-hmm. if you're accountable for some of the things that you say, you, first of all, let, let me just stop here, pause on the play. Words mean things, <laughs> and one of the things that bothers me the most about the speech. <sighs> It's when a person says, I never do anything. You never do anything. Uh, Or I never had like don't say that because that grinds my gears. It grinds my gears. Because if I did it one time, if I did it two times, then when you no matter how many times it's happened. Right, it has happened, but when you say, Oh, you never do anything for me, you never do anything that I like, that means that I have I have absolutely never ever did anything that you like. So it dismisses mm-hmm. all of the times that I showed up for you, all of the times that I was there for you, all of the times that I had your back. No, it may not be the number that you feel like it is, but because you want to make a moment and a point, you're gonna mm-hmm. say never. And that is some yaddy. And the funny thing is, the people that say that are normally the people that are helped the most. 
That's the crazy part. Those are the people where you can probably go down the line of the people that have are no longer in a relation in any form of a relationship with them, whether it's a spousal type of relationship or friendship. And you will be able to find at least 10 to 15 people that said, I did this for that person. I did this. They didn't appreciate it. So I left. You can't get mad at people because you don't appreciate what they do. And then they decide to stop giving to you. Mm hmm. And but the that goes back is, to talking out of a frustrated lens. Yeah. When you talk, when you talk out of a frustrated lens, especially in a moment where you guys are in a disagreement, you are, and I always believe, <laughs> believe in this. And it's hard to do it when everybody else don't play by your rules, but mm -hmm. to fight fair. Right? Like we're not we're not discussing things to attack each other right we're not we're not bringing up things to just throw in each other's face but we're bringing up examples that goes to this moment or this area you know that we're talking about but what happens is that because people take disagreements and want to just be right mm -hmm. they become lawyers and start bringing up and reaching for anything <laughs> and just and because they want the win you know, and because they want to read you, they want to hurt you, they mm -hmm. want to be petty, they say anything to justify their means. And it's like, if you really want to be honest, there. my thing is that when you have disputes with your friends and when you have disputes with people you're in a relationship, it's not about a win, it's about a solution. Right. Yeah. Because I, I don't go into... I never go into a disagreement to want to be right like in a sense of yeah i like to be like oh i'm gonna fight for what i'm talking about mm -hmm. i'm gonna be right but it's more of a i just want you to understand mm -hmm. where i'm coming from because i'm surely going to understand where you coming from because the type of person i am i hear everything you're saying and i'm i'm processing it and i want to be able to understand why you feel the way you feel but i also want the same respect and it's okay to have a different perspective, right? Like yeah. it's it's okay to let's say you come into a conversation or situation with your with with this being your mindset, but now after you hear that person's heart or this person has shared with you, shared with you how they feel about a thing, at that moment I could say, you know what, I was wrong, you know, because I thought originally that this means this but what happens mm -hmm. is that when people arrive in conversations and disagreements with their mind made up there is no solution you yeah. know that can be made because you've already had your mind up and i think that when and i think that that's why love is such love between friendships love and relationships um it battles so much because we have so much ego mm -hmm. we have so much defense you know, when dealing with each other, that it's like we always got to have one up on each other. That mm -hmm. nobody wants to, you know, be submissive to each other. Nobody wants yeah. to, you know, not take the ego. And I mean, you know me, I, 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 all foundation for me of love comes from the Bible. And it says there's no ego in love. And most of us can't allow our love to really blossom and evolve. It's because there is, e there is so much ego there that 
we have to be right. We have to do it, you know, our way, you know, or no way. And and if you don't, if I don't see that you're doing something, then I'm not, you know, like I'm not going to mm-hmm. do something. If you ain't giving, then I ain't giving. Now nobody giving. Now you know, nobody getting right. <laughs> now we cheat. You know what I mean? Like now, it's, it's, so I think, yeah. Yeah, it's not always going to be a right or wrong sometimes. Sometimes it's literally going to just be a, like a understanding like, okay, because we both could be right <laughs> from whatever perspective we have. And we just have to be able to look on the other person's end and be like, okay, I see how you got there. I still feel the way I feel. I still stand by my word, mm-hmm. but you still all right. And you can be like, you know what? And you all right. Like, we don't have to always both be wrong and we don't always have to both one one be wrong and one be right. And sometimes we both can be completely wrong. Some a third person can come in and be like, no, y'all both sound stupid. Right. And <laughs> but it goes also back to, you know, misaccountability once again. Like when you hear another person's side, you be like, you know what? I see how you got that. You know what I mean? Like, I could I could see how how you thought that, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I believe like I know I have one person who he feels like, you know, when somebody do something, it's like, oh, I'm done. I'm, I'm cutting them off. To me, I feel like hearing a person out and giving a person the benefit of a doubt because how it happened in my head yeah, may not be how it actually played out. You know, like how yeah. I perceive things to be and back to, like I said, what lens you're looking at a situation in, yeah. that's how it happened. If you got your defense lens back up, then your defense lens, it, it gave you, and the worst thing you could do when you are in, in that place is to talk to somebody who ain't got good sense. That's going to egg you on. <laughs> and that's why it's good. You know, like I always tell people, you are my accountability friend. You know, you're my best friend and, you know, you're an unbiased voice in my life. You know, you are, you would tell me when I'm wrong, you know, you Friend, you're going too far. <laughs> Friend, you're cheap. You, you know, you're tripping. So I think, like, you have to be able to have people in your life that can hold you accountable mm-hmm. to yourself, you know, and hold you accountable to the person that you say you want to be. You say you want to be an integral person, but then when somebody holds you accountable to be integral, you're not integral. Right. Right. So we were supposed to be talking about the shot. <laughs> <laughs> we still got some time. All right. Look, we ain't had nothing written down, so we we going we with the flow. We, said, we was going for the gusto. All right. So for you guys who are watching the show or will be watching the show, one of um me and Sam's favorite shows. First of all, anybody who know me and Sam, we big into TV, big into reality TV. Some shows we watch together. Some, you know, she a little weird. She watch, <laughs> she watch something different. But one of the shows that we are watching right now is The Shy, and The Shy it for so many different reasons have a special place in my heart. Um, but I absolutely love The Shy in the writing on this season, it's making me mad because I know that it's only supposed to be one more season of The Shy. I'm tired of that. Who said six seasons ended? <laughs> what happened to 18 seasons? Right. Grace's Anatomy is on like season 35. Right. What? And they're in the hospital. What? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I really love, it's so many different elements. So the first one I was going to talk about was, you know, 
this show this week was supposed to be called Woman Up. And our our sister friend Tiffany on the shot is just messing up. And I really I want to call her. (laughs) I want to call her and say, girl, woman up. And the reason why I say that is because we all know a Tiffany. We all know a person entitled. Entitled and spoiled. And it's the thing. Tiffany, um, her character originally was dealing with um, Emmett while he was dealing with somebody else. She wound up going being full-time girl. Mm-hmm. Emmett wind up going back to Keisha. She leaves Emmett for, and cheats on him as well. And, and now it's like this sense of entitlement of wanting to control what Emmett has going on because she feels like they have a child together and different things like that. And it's just like, as women, sometimes we have to grow up. First of all, we have to realize how we come into a certain situation. And I know it's old school, but how you get them, sis, is how you can also lose them. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, I know we living in a different day where, you know, Things are different, but at the end of the day, when a person everybody ain't Alicia Keys, okay? We're not even talking about her. Okay? <laughs> everybody don't keep them for for decades, okay? Because <laughs> this world ain't been the same since she slept with that lady husband. Uh, <laughs> Songs ain't been right since. <laughs> you don't even know my name. Um. Oh, I don't even like the piano no more. But anyway, but um, <laughs> I just, okay. I just think that the the show is really good. But I think that Tiffany character is relatable to so many women who just yes. feel entitled. And the thing about it is back to what we were saying earlier. Tiffany is clearly not healed from all of the things that has done that Emma has done, and that's fair. Like I take it, I get it, I understand. But at the same time, you have a part to play in your own healing. Yeah. You have a part to play in your own healing because if you don't, you will sabotage and destroy everything else that you Which have going like on. What she's doing. And so she's over there sabotaging stuff with him on when he's over trying to be a good man, good Savannah. Man. Okay? He's a good man, Savannah. A good man. Good man. Well, mom. And- sorry. <laughs> Just big and strong and just messing up because of Emmett. Emmett. Girl. But it's only because somebody else wanted him. But that's that's it. But but it goes back to what I said earlier that you think that you're healed because you moved on. Mm -hmm. But when certain things surface, it shows you that 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 pain, that whatever it is, is still there. And Tiffany is pretty much she's lashing out. She's lashing out with Emmett because she's still upset and frustrated with him. She's disappointed now that Emmett, the the Emmett that she wanted is now doing it with somebody else. And so Mm -hmm. many women find themselves in situations where they have stayed with a guy. I was about to call him a nigga. Well, I just did. They have stayed with a guy while he did all of this stuff, while he cheated, while he was trying to find himself, and then when she finally get the strength to say, you know what, I'm not taking this anymore, I'm moving on, the next relationship he comes in, he's like Prince Charming. He's like Ralph Angel. But, well, (laughs) 
don't do that to me. I just tell you, don't bring him up to me today. <laughs> Sorry, friend. Y'all, she she disappointed me today. She sent me something, a Ralph Angel that I did not want to see. I'm not in the best headspace today to see that. But <laughs> to what you were saying, the funny part is a lot of women, unfortunately, we don't understand that we all bring something different out. We can all bring out something different from the same man. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that Tiffany does not understand yet. She does not understand that the person you were, you were not capable of bringing out the person Emmett is now. So unfortunately, you're not, even if you go back, you'll never get who he is without you. Right. And that's a lot of times we don't understand that. We see, oh, he got better. He did this. But it may be you sometimes, depending on the situation. It could have been you why he was the way he was. And we cause think an effect. What I say, cause yeah. behavior, causing. But you know what? I'm gonna say this, and I hope I don't lose my woman card when I say this. Oh, but I feel like men have egos, but what we don't talk about is women have egos as well. Oh, of and, course. And if with women, our ego, we feel like that we take on these men that we call them projects projects yep we call them projects and it it makes us feel like they owe us the win right they owe us the fairy tale that we have set up in our heads and so to have another woman come in and do and this man do all of these things it's like we lost it's like we wasn't woman enough like we feel like we're we weren't a good woman and one thing a woman don't want to hear is you're not a good woman right we don't ever want to hear you're not a good mother you're not a good woman like it mm-hmm. does something to our confidence it does something to our ego but yep. what we also don't realize Back to self-reflection, back to accountability. That some of your this is the thing. As humans, we are complex, mm-hmm. which means that we have our good and we have our bad. But sometimes yep. we think that the things that may be our good overshadows the things that are our bad, not realizing that depending on the person that we're encountering, right? They may get the higher percentage of seeing the bad and they can't see the good. And then you may have other people who, you know, like when it comes to celebrities, people can can celebrate a celebrity. Oh, she's she's a um, humanitarian. She gives back mm-hmm. to the needy. She, you know, she does all these things, but in the privacy of her home, she's nasty. She's nagging. She's dirty. Like all these other things. So we take for granted that everybody is not impressed by the mm-hmm. things that we just want to celebrate because there are also things that's not so celebratory about our character. And like you said, you always being negative and don't get me wrong she has a reason to be upset with to him. Be the way, of course yes she has reasons he was horrible as a boyfriend yeah <laughs> but even in moments where Emmett tried to grow you kept bringing him back oh, to where yeah. he was so yeah. if the man is not going to be able to grow out of a space and you don't do your own self-work into healing your spot then there is no relationship. Right. Yeah. And 
I feel like something was crawling on me, but it was a piece of hair. Sorry. Give me so much thought. Um, what was I about to say? It was based upon what you just said. Um, oh shoot. It's calling. It's calling. But yeah, so I feel like, you know, we have to realize sometimes as, you know, as women, you know, sometimes be okay with, and I, I, I did a live about this a long, long time ago. Be okay with not being a one. Be okay with not being a woman that he do all of the, like, be okay with not being the one for that man. And also the fantasy, the fantasy is what messes us up all of the time because mm-hmm. we are not looking at reality and we are bent on what we want. And because as women, we sometimes can try to be controlling and sometimes we get a little bit manipulative because we we know how to get what we want, right? We have those characteristics inside of us. And so we try to manipulate situations to be what we want them to be because yeah. we want to get what we want. And then when we don't get what we want, then we blow up. And then we looking at the person like the person did it. But it's like, no, nah, you had a thing. You, you was married to an idea. Yeah. <laughs> you was, go ahead. What the show? Going, going, just going to the show. Like, I don't understand like I okay, I don't think she ever wanted to really be in a relationship with him. Mm. I think it was more of a I got him. Yeah. Because even in the moments where like for most people, I feel like when you see a man trying, you're like, oh, okay, he's trying. Let's do it this way mm-hmm. because he's trying. Let's see what he does. And Evan could be like, babe. Let's do this. I don't want to cheat. You don't cheat. We're going to be monogamous. And she'd be like, no, I think I still want to cheat. And it'd be like, but you're going to stay in a relationship. So did you, do you really want the relationship or do you like, like some people like the idea of a relationship, but you don't really want it. You want it because you don't want nobody else to have what you got. But I just feel like she's never actually wanted him. She just didn't want anybody else to have him, as we can see. Because I don't feel like, even though he's sleeping with Keisha, it could have been anybody. She was yeah. like, who you got around my son? Yeah. You got somebody in my house already. It would have it been something else if it wasn't Keisha. So I feel like sometimes in a relationship, which a lot of us do, we are in it for the actual look of being in a relationship. Yeah. Not because we want to be in that relationship. Yeah. And I, I was about to say, like, sometimes we want things, but we don't know that all comes that all that it comes with. Mm-hmm. We don't understand all that goes into certain things that people have. And we, I mean, we talk about that all the time. Like you could say that you want these quote unquote relationship goals and different things like that, but you don't know what these people going through at home. Even with, even with success, everybody like, I want to be wealthy. I want to, I want to be millionaires. I want to be that, but you don't know what those millionaire people go through. A lot of those people, they can't trust people. They think people only around them because they want their money. You know, they have fear of, you know, people robbing them. You know, like, 
you don't know. And then some people, even with people who have very successful entrepreneur jobs and different things like that, sometimes they not even winning, but you don't know it. You know, like privately, you know, they don't know when their next sale coming through. They living off of the last one and they like, oh God, I hope this is not, you know, about to run out. You really don't know what people really go, you know, what people are really going through when you, so you have to really be careful sometimes of the things that you want. Now, I'm not telling you don't desire having great things, but just right. know that great things also comes with some, some, some flips, you know, it comes yeah. with some, you know, some small prints, you know, it comes with, you know, some side effects some things that a lot of people don't really think it's not going to always be good. And I think when it comes to, definitely relationships they definitely really look good on paper <laughs> and they look good you know in pictures but mm -hmm. real relationships sometimes is a battle zone you know and i was going to say that's why i don't really have a couple's goal as like a celebrity if I say someone's a goal, it's not because of maybe like the outward relationship. It may be something like I like them as people, mm -hmm. but <clears throat> that's why like everybody out here that we think is living this amazing life, when we finally get to see a little bit inside, we realize they're going through some of the same stuff, if not worse, mm -hmm. than the average person. One of the things one of the things that i've realized lately and you know being around married people being around people who's been in relationships for a long time and and being in relationships with being around people who have you know just began a relationship we all got problems <laughs> and the funny thing about it is a lot of our problems are similar they're just on yep. they're just on different totem poles you know like yeah. because men because men and women you know are different period so a lot of the issues that a lot of couples may have a lot of times are very similar you know they're yeah. uniquely different you know but a lot of them are are very similar so i what i will say is that it's not a couple that i necessarily want to be like but what I will say is there are couples that I enjoy what they offer. Yes. And when I say that, when I see couples like, and I'll give us an example of like, um, is this pastor called Gerald Head and then Tammy Hatton. I love them. I, I really love them because they are a couple where you can feel their love. Like you're not questioning, you know, like what's going mm -hmm. on, you know. And honestly, let's just say if they said that they was getting a divorce, I would think like, Okay, they, they did all that they could to fight for their relationship and decided to do that, right? Because sometimes you think because a couple goes through divorce, it was like, oh, it's always fake. No, sometimes it has run its course, you know? Yeah. But what I love about them is that they they are, they they offer true sides. They offer when they argue, right? They'll have an argument on a live, you know, not a hateful argument, but they'll show yeah. like, this is marriage, you know? Yeah. But they have learned how to communicate with each other where they don't tear down each other, where they can come back and loving. And what being a communication major and me having a passion for communication and different things, what I think is beautiful in a relationship is when you learn each other's language 
and you learn to communicate in a way where both people are not necessarily heard, but also you can comprehend where your person is actually coming from and that because the thing about arguing it's it's hard because once you say something to hurt my feelings even if you apologize i can't it's, ever forget how that made me feel yeah it's hard to you come know, back from that it's hard for me to come back from and i will say this i used to say that i didn't hold grudges i used to felt like i didn't hold grudges but what i realized is that my heart and my mind didn't hold grudges because i always remembered in the back of my mind, is that really how you feel about me? Like, you mm -hmm. know, like, is that really what's really going on in your head? Did you tell me that you apologize just to be quiet or just to move on for the moment? Or was that your heart really speaking to me? So sometimes, you know, in arguments, it's hard. And that's why learning how to communicate in relationships and in friendships is so important and not communicating through just emotion and attacking like you don't have to attack my character to get your point across yeah that's why whenever i get into an argument with somebody um whether it's a significant other or a friend or a, like a sibling or something um i i've always made it a thing to where i don't call anybody out their name i don't mm -hmm. care how bad I am. I'm not about to call you out your name. I won't disrespect you, so I'm not going to belittle you or anything you do. And for the most part, even in my anger, I try to be respectful with my communication. Because the let for me, when I have an argument, I don't know if it's introvert, Virgo, whatever anybody want to say it is. After an argument, I think about that argument. I literally replay that argument in my head mm -hmm. of how it could have went different, mm -hmm. what I should have said versus what I didn't, what I did say, what I could have said to make it better. I want to have the argument again because I got some new things I want to bring up. So my I always is, try to I wanna bring it up. For me, that's why I don't, I try not to say anything disrespectful because it, if I think about the conversation after it's over, I feel like the other person is doing that too. And that means we're not forgetting. Yeah. And you can't, you can't forget when somebody calls you out your name, no matter if it's like a, just a, you know, they call you the B word. As much as people don't understand, it means something when it's said a certain way. But even between women, people don't always understand why women, when they're arguing with another woman, they say, don't call me out my name. But when we when we key in, it's okay. Because when you're saying it in an argument, you're literally meaning it to hurt me. You're not saying yeah. it because you're calling me your friend. You are so, yeah, and that's so that's the difference. That's literally what it is. Because that's that that's you know that's that word. So you know, whenever I'm in an argument, I definitely try to be very thoughtful, even in the moment of what I am about to say and what I'm saying, because the last thing I want to do is hurt somebody to a point where it's gonna be hard for them to come back from it. Cause I'll feel horrible, especially if I knew I didn't mean it. Well, so, you, you know, know, and I think that people have to learn the difference between name calling, behavior awareness, and attacking. Yeah. Because 
if you're lying while we're talking and I say you're a liar. You're a liar. That's different. I, yeah. That's different. I'm you not are calling you out your name. <laughs> if, I, if I call out no. you're manipulative, I'm not saying it to, to attack you. I'm letting you know that you're going mm-hmm. down the road that I I I see you. Yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. And, and see, when I say that, I mean, you. like, I'm not going to call somebody a dummy. I'm not going to call somebody a, 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 a bitch. I'm not going to call somebody stupid. Uh, those specific words, because they are specifically being derogatory, it has nothing to do with the issue. Mm-hmm. I'm just using those to use them. Mm-hmm. When you use liar, you're using it because you're lying. You cannot say, yeah, I told you the sky was green, but no, you lied. And you are now trying to make a lie better. Right. <laughs> now you're manipulating Right. So I'm gonna call you a manipulator. But the funny, the funny <laughs> is when that happens, then the person wants to call you call you something just because you called something up. But back to accountability. Yeah. Because we don't wanna deal with you know what I ain't gonna lie. You know what? Like, you know what? You know what? That was manipulative of me. Let but that goes back to what I say, like a lot of times people get into disagreements and they're looking for a win and not a solution. And I think that if you're in a friendship or if you're in a relationship and you're trying to make something better or you're trying to get through a disagreement, it's not about the, it's not about the win. It's about the solution. Yeah. It's it's all about the solution. Um, I feel like we, we didn't talk about Sean Hardy ever, but, um, but so with everything that we talked about this, this um this episode i think like as women i and myself i am challenging myself i was telling um somebody this week i was talking to you too i was like you know i'm in a place in my life where i want soft love you know like i saw arguing growing up i saw you know the back and forth i saw the hollering i saw some physical stuff you know and i'm like i don't want that and, and I don't want my children, you know, to experience that. Even, even with my parenting style. Now, I'm not saying that I subscribe to the full, the full term of what they call gentle parenting. But what I will say is that I just think it's a better way. You know, like, I, I'm just, I don't know what's going on in my life, but I'm in a place where I just want to be loved gently. You know, like, I don't want, to, I'm exhausted. And maybe because, you know, I started dating young and different things like that, but I'm exhausted of always having to survive. You know, like, mm-hmm. I just want to be a flower. <laughs> like, I just, I want to be able to, to be comfortable where I can be soft. Mm-hmm. And not feel like I have to fight. Like, I feel like I've had to fight all my life. I feel like the color purple all my, my life. Right? And I feel like, you know, growing up in a family, you know, full of men and, you know, having boy cousins and stuff like that. And I tell people all the time, I had to be tough. Mm-hmm. I had to be tough, you know. So even learning to be a little bit more feminine and stuff like that, it took me a while to, you know, kind of get there. But I used to fight for them. You know, somebody messed with my boy cousins, I was going to fight whoever it was, whether it was a girl or was it, it was a boy. You know, I remember a time somebody was, 
now mind you my brother is five years older than me so we was in uh we was at school he was in middle school and i was in elementary school me and myself walked into his lunch period i'm in elementary school but i'm gonna go see my brother because can't nobody tell me not to go see my brother and when i go in there somebody was picking with them now mind you my brother is mouthy and he can handle himself as well he's getting <laughs> ready to go and deal with the situation but here's this little little girl <laughs> that's ready to go and attack because it's like that's my brother and i'm a protector like mm-hmm. i feel like i've always had to protect people but now i'm like can somebody protect me because i'm tired like you know what i'm a damsel in distress (laughs) 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 i am but the other thing about it is when you are so strong all the time people don't give you a break they don't give you a smoke break to not be strong and going so many years where you feel like you always have to have a defense you all oh you gotta have tough skin why why can't y'all just be nice <laughs> you know like, right like why my skin can't be a little weak sometimes yeah. like you know why can't i bruise a little bit right. sometimes <laughs> you know what i mean like why can't you not try me you know right but, some, but i just feel like you know sometimes when you always show up as strong it makes people feel like Oh, she got it. Oh, she good. And I just tried to tell somebody the other day, they was like, they were talking about their daughters and they was like, you know, you're the responsible kid. So, but I don't got to check on you as much. No, check on me. I might need your emotional support. I might need nurturing support. I might, you never know. Like, just because you think I'm responsible or just because you think that I got it all or Chris doing this and Chris doing that, that don't mean I don't need you. That don't mean I don't right. need, you know, emotional support or or whatever. So I just think, like, I, I just want to be a flower. Yeah. And it's <laughs> funny that you say that because um, my, my mother, <laughs> she was like, she just randomly, she was like, how you doing? You okay? And I was like, yeah. She was like, I know you're going to tell me that, but are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, you know, start telling her, like, these are my issues, but overall, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And she's like, because, you know, you're my nonchalant child. You don't tell me anything because I am a hold-it-all-in type person, not mm-hmm. because I'm waiting to go off. It's just mm-hmm. I'm private. And so, you know, it's funny because, like you said, somebody, you know, for the most part, because I don't always tell people my problems, people don't ask me if i'm okay so mm-hmm. they're like oh well she's not saying anything because they're used to people telling them you know if you call mm-hmm. me for the most part most people are like let me tell you my problems right nobody really calls people and be like hey just call them to say tell me what's wrong with you tell me what's right. we don't do that you know to people so it's funny because now i'm not asking nobody to call me and ask me because i'm probably still not gonna tell you so i'm do it but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, for you to say that, it's just funny because my mother literally just asked me the other day, like, I know you ain't going to tell me, so I'm going to have to come out and ask you mm-hmm. because you'll deal with it on your own and not deal with it with other people. But, you know, that's a whole that's a whole nother, you know, trauma and Listen. how you grow up. And I was thinking as you were talking about how you grew up with, like, you know, protecting people. It's funny because I'm thinking and I'm like, a lot of us don't realize the way we grow up outside of friendships play a big part on the type of friend we are. 
and and that's and it's funny that you say that because I grew I grew up in a very opinionated family. Like I love my family and I love how they raised me because it made I feel like because they were the, who how they were with raising me, it made me to be the person that I am, and I'm mm-hmm. proud of who I am, right? But it also made me have complexes that it's hard that that I battle with, and they may not even know, you know, like if I like you said now with me and your relationship, I let you come to me when you're ready, you know what I mean? Because I know you're not the type of person that you know would nitpick it, but you know with me. I'm more verbal because I, mm-hmm. I come from a loud family, you know, and we we are very vocal with how we feel. But it's like when you say how you feel, it's always giving back to you. Well, you got this. Don't, don't cry. You, you know, it's always and I understand it. But I and I understand like with my dad. Right. I understand my mm-hmm. dad just don't want to see me cry. My right. dad just don't want to see me, you know, because ha- he don't know what to do. You know, he don't know what to do when, you know, his big girl mm-hmm. off, you know, and the same thing with my mother. Oh, no. You know, I got to fix it, you know. But sometimes yep. just let me sit in what's really happening because this is happening, you know, and not being critical of a moment. Sometimes I don't need you to figure out my situation. Sometimes I don't need you to come up with a plan for me. I just need to get it out and I need yes. to voice it because when I voice it, I will come up with something. You know, I will right. be able to process it. Sometimes I need to be able to release, you know, without your opinion, without your critique, without, you know, making me sometimes making me feel worse or making me feel like like I already know I was irresponsible. Like, you know, I already know I You're right. handle But what's funny way. is that's the type of friend you are. Yeah. That's why I did struggle in my friendships. I struggled in my friendships because I was that person where either I was overly opinionated, you know, mm-hmm. when not trying to fix it, or I was always trying to fix somebody's mm-hmm. problem, you know. So that that is definitely true to you. And I'm learning yeah. now to try to do I think it's I'm trying to brainwash myself of some of it, but not all of it, because I do understand that. No, because some things sometimes it's good to have that because we have a good balance. Like if me and you were exactly the same, we we wouldn't work out. Right. It wouldn't work out because, you know, we would either be two opinionated friends telling each other everything we're doing wrong and telling how to fix it, or we would be two nonchalant friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) quiet not saying anything and we don't really know each other so Mm -hmm. it's good for us to have that balance and some of those qualities are good it's just we both on either end of the spectrum have to learn how to balance them correctly you can still be that opinionated friend which is good everybody needs that friend to be able to say no you're not you're doing something wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) no this is what you need to do you need that sometimes. You just have to know when it's time when. to apply that. And that's really it. And it's and that's where we have meshed because there's been times where you'll be you'll tell me like, yeah, such and such told me this. And I'll be like, that is not your time. Tell them what they should do mm-hmm. or how you feel. And you'll be like, no, <laughs> I understand y'all going through this, but you need to go tell that person. Mm-hmm. what they did wrong to you. So, you know, 
it works out. We just gotta learn how to. We got first of all figure out accountability. We gotta know we're doing it, right? Because <laughs> a lot of people don't see they do that. You know, they right. don't know the type of friend they are in the relationship. And then once you realize who you are in the friendship or the relationship, just balance it out and and figure it out and make it work properly versus you just saying, well, that's just me. So you have to deal with it. Yeah. Because this is what I feel like. And, and, and hear me out. I'm going to write this in the book. I'm going to be a best, bestseller. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bestseller. <laughs> I feel like when it comes to your friendships, I feel like you should try to have best customer service. Okay. I and the reason why I, I, the reason why I say that is because when you think about that's the title right there, I hear it. When you think about good customer service, you think about that person always coming back. When you have good customer service, you trust that company, you trust that brand. You you have a certain level of expectation. I feel like as a friend, I want your experience to be with me that you can trust me. I want your experience to be with me that you could be vulnerable with me. I want your experience to be with me that you have more good to say than bad. Yeah, I might be irky. You know what I mean? I have my ways. But I want to have best customer service because that speaks of me and yeah. it speaks of our friendship. You know, and so want a good review. Hello. <laughs> you know, and life be life in. You need good friends, you know. And you know, it's some things that, you know, it's heavy. And it's some things that mm-hmm. you could you feel like you only can tell your mother and your father. It's some things that you can only feel like you only can tell your spouse. And mm-hmm. it's some things that you only feel like, listen, I gotta call my homegirl on this one. You know, so I feel right. like I, and I care about how I treat people. And I feel yeah. like that's a lost art in this in this generation when it comes to friends. We so busy on self-care and self, self, self that we don't care how we treat others. And it's stupid because if you want people to treat you a certain type of way, you have to care how you treat other people. So when I say I want your I want to have the friendship of the best customer service, I want people to be able to speak well of me, you know, when I'm not in the room, that if somebody did say something that was not, that was not well, they were like, that don't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not who I, that's not my experience with her, you know? But we've wrapped up this hour, we're a little bit over. So my woman, I'm gonna just go ahead and give my woman law first. My woman law is going to be find people that you trust with your vulnerability. And the reason why I say that is because sometimes we haven't healed because we haven't been completely vulnerable. Mm. And sometimes a person can help build you up and build strength in what's vulnerable to you. But because you don't trust anybody, or trust things with some of your vulnerability, that area of your life still hasn't healed. You know, just like if you go, to, if you have a wound or something like that that needs to go to the doctor, you have to show the doctor the scar so that the doctor can fix it. You know, now my doctor is Dr. Jesus, but 
<laughs> but sometimes in friendships and um in other moments there are people there are friends i believe that god puts people in your life for a reason and i think mm -hmm. that sometimes he put friends and people in your life that can help bring out the best in you so with that being said, you have to be able to trust them with your vulnerable moments and your vulnerable truths um, that they won't use your truth to weaponize you and that, you know, that you have discernment on who you can trust. So my woman up, my woman law is be around people that you can trust with your vulnerability. What you got, friend? Mine is going to be deal with your shit um or deal with your sh star 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 <laughs> um uh and that's more of a that's a personal one for me which is why i thought about it when you was asking me what was authentically hurt for me today that was a little personal for me today and then um also just like the conversation with the shy, we can't just sometimes, we have to deal with stuff head on sometimes. Sometimes we put stuff behind us or we try to ignore it or we try to you know, go around it and, and, and not handle it. And even in friendships or relationships or even just with stuff at work, sometimes you can't just let stuff go or not talk about it you have to put it up on front street and say okay this is the problem this is what i need to do to fix it and even in business this is what we're gonna do mm -hmm. because sometimes when you don't deal with your crap it starts to stink and you don't want just a whole bunch of pile of doo doo just sitting around you because you're just like, oh, I'm not going to deal with that today. I'm not going to deal with right. that today. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not going to call them. I'm not going to say nothing to him. Just get it, get it over with. Deal with it. That way, you ain't got nothing sitting on you. And, and it's now on everybody else. Mm -hmm. You did your part. You don't have nothing holding you down. And, you know, so yeah, just deal with your shit. Well, well, that is a wrap. Make sure um, that you share this podcast with your friends and with people. Make sure that you chime in with us. Let us know what you think about the show. We are on YouTube. We are on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review, okay? Um, and make sure that you are following us at the Racks. You're following us on our individual personal social medias. Um, we do have a store. Um, okay. And make sure that you come to the show. It's still a man's world um, that will be coming November the 19th this fall. Also, mm -hmm. if you are, you know, the church doors are open. If you are looking for a church home, um, then come on and fellowship with us over there at Grace City. Um, Grace City. And you can find Grace City on social media on instagram as well as on facebook um and worship with us um yeah, and, and if you got any, you got any topics you want us to talk about because you know some days we may just not have anything to just you know already talk ready to talk about so you know send us some some 
topics. It don't got to necessarily be, you know, um, deep thought topics, but, you know, some good topics that you may even want to discuss, um, personal topics you may want to discuss. You can send that to our email. You can send it to a DM to either me or Chris or even to the Authentically Her or to the Rags. One of the DMs, we on, we at all of them, so we can see we one of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, well, it's been real, um, and make sure that you, again, that you uh, follow and share um, and follow us on Authentically Her and subscribe to us so that you can never, ever miss an episode. Love y'all. Good night.